hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. This show will be taking the place of no applause, just the clap, for just a little while while Deb and I sort out some things involving the network. I'm not going to get too deep into it because that's on a different show, in fact, on this week's Damn. But since I'm picking up where Deb and I left off with no applause, just the clap, which hopefully should return in the next couple weeks, uh, there were some corrections from a couple weeks ago that I forgot I omitted. I was remiss to bring up. So, Black Cat's first appearance was actually in July of 1979. So, yeah, very 80s, but, you know, barely. It was Brendan Fraser and Timothy Dalton that were going to be in the Doom Patrol live action on the DC Nation Warner Brothers streaming thing. Um, I'm just going to slam through the list that we... I uh, would normally go through just to play a bit of catch-up uh, if this is the first time you're listening to this. Basically, normally, my co-host Deb and I would talk about all of the pop culture that's been going on during the week, plus what we've been getting into, watching, reading, playing, uh, and I'm on my own here for a little while, and so here we go. Uh, I did recently watch My Hero Academia Season 1. This was coming off of us covering NDK or Non Daisukan, which is a Denver-based anime and cosplay convention, one of the largest ones in Colorado. And just loved, loved a lot of the costumes, but I noticed all this My Hero Academia stuff. It's superhero, so right in the wheelhouse for me. Um, my issue with it was that it was a little slow. There was a lot of repeat exposition, a lot of flashbacks that they kept flashing back to the same events over and over and over again. So I'm hoping the pacing in season two and three are a little better. I've not stopped watching it, but I've been playing other things and watching other things. But I'm glad I did watch the first season. It's a very interesting take. It's kind of a anime X-Men in that it's, you know, superheroes going to school to learn how to be superheroes effectively. Um, with just a unique twist that the powers they come up with are both incredibly powerful and sometimes, I wouldn't say tragic, but just ironic that, you know, there's a girl with the frog-based powers, but, you know, doesn't really do a whole lot when you're in the city or in a desert situation, stuff like that. Or the fact that the main character's powers extremely powerful. He has the uh, all-for-one, but uh, his body's not used to it, and when he uses his super strength, um, it tends to break his bones repeatedly. I did, speaking of superheroes, I did uh, play, Deb and I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, but I've since beaten the uh, Sony's and Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. Oh man, let's talk about the big reveal on just fighting the Sinister Six. It was so fun, um, especially when the villains would team up and you kind of had to take out, I, ble I believe it was Electro and the Vulture at the same time. Such a blast. Um, I spent most of the game chasing pigeons, which are not only side missions, but there's a main mission that happens as well, where you have to chase fucking pigeons. That was a game, right? Chased pigeons for like days. Um, man, it was frustrating trying to catch them, but well worth it for the, uh, awesome 
achievement and just the feeling of, I'm like, God damn it, I got the goddamn last pigeon. Uh, the fight mechanics I had talked about with Deb, I did like uh, the fluidity of them in terms of the moves. But my thing is that, like, locking onto um, thugs and other people you're fighting wasn't as fluid um, coming off of I was just replaying Batman Arkham Knight and just the fact that, like, the free flow combat was a lot smoother than um, Spider-Man. So that, you know, was an issue. But it was fun seeing some of the side villains as well, such as Tombstone and Taskmaster. Uh, and the ending, man, I got I got a little misty when, spoiler alert, which we'll say this at the beginning of the episode, description when Aunt May succumbs to the devil's breath, virus, sickness, whatever, and you find out that Miles Morales gets bit by the spider and becomes Spider-Man as well, sort of. I know he's the ultimate version after Peter Parker dies in that universe, but he's in this universe now. So I'm really looking forward. I'm I I can't imagine they wouldn't put out a new one, but it's gonna take you know years, I would imagine. But I'm already looking forward to the next game. Man, I hope it's a fucking franchise like God of War. That's that's all I want out of the Spider-Man game. Now something I watched that I didn't get out much out of, to be perfectly honest, was Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, which was, to put it bluntly, stupid. One, just the fifth movie in the franchise, and it's just like, stop playing God. Stop making more dangerous dinosaurs. Like, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And the fact that this was a trilogy, and by the second part, they finally earned the name Jurassic World, where dinosaurs have been kind of unleashed around the world, or they escaped from whatever whatever town they were in. Um they get transported like this guy, rich guy's mansion, and then they get loose, and then there's a post-credit scene where you see like pterodactyls on the Eiffel Tower, and it's like it's a Jurassic World. And I was like, fucking whatever. And Jeff Goldblum was in it maybe a total of two minutes, like just testifying in front of Congress, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what a waste! What a waste, in my opinion, because that was like I was so so psyched to see Jeff Goldblum back in a Jurassic movie, but it was kind of a letdown. I'm not going to, I'm, you know, the, the chemistry between, um, Chris Pratt and, uh, what's her name? Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't think was there as much as it was in the first one. Um, I mean, I like that they, the attic kid that they had on this one was kind of a weird MacGuffin because she's a clone of the main guy's daughter. So, um, I thought that was interesting, and I, I, I do want to see where that storyline goes in the next one. But other than that, like, I'm, it's like, okay, yeah, great, you're going to have to fight dinosaurs, and they'll probably reclaim, I don't know, are the dinosaurs going to get equal rights in the next one, or are they going to have to kill them, or, like, I don't, it, it's just, it's silly. Silly. But, speaking of movies I did like with Jeff Goldblum, Hotel Artemis, which was uh, the directorial debut of writer Drew Pierce, who also co-wrote Iron Man 3 and created No Heroics on BBC, which I'm a huge fan of, it being uh, kind of a, a dark-humored uh, take on like the superhero community. It's uh, kind of like Seinfeld, but um, they hang out in a bar, and it is dark humor first, superheroics second, uh, even third, depending on if you want to look at like character development. Um, Hotel Armist was a lot of fun. It was short, 
and there was a lot of character introduction that I thought they could have let some characters breathe. I thought it was kind of a waste having Zachary Quinto in such a small role. Um, same with Jeff Goldblum. I mean, it, it moves along at a pretty good clip, and it's a very audacious premise that there's like this hotel in the future, not too far future, um, that acts as like a haven and hospital for criminals. And it's neat because you you know have kind of the like low level thugs, and then Jeff Goldblum plays like kind of the big bad wolf of the city. And I just thought like it it was moved along so fast that it was a little hard to connect with any of the characters outside of Jodie Foster's nurse character. But even then, it was like her character development and emotional arc was a little too fast. And while surprising and and neat, I liked it. Um, like I said, the pacing was a too fast. Um, I would like to have seen a bit more of everyone else in it. Um, Charlie Day, of course, acting like Charlie Day. I am going to wait for the rest of the list on next week's episode. Uh, but I do want to explain what next week's episode is going to be. We're going to, well, will be, I'll be, we'll see. Talking about the fall season. Uh, that's what the note says, fall season talking points with all of the television coming back. And how we do that in the last couple of years has been to talk about the uh, season premiere, the mid-season uh, finale, and the season finale. So we're not talking about episode per episode unless something big happens, which normally in between those uh, mile markers doesn't really happen. So, But just to give you an idea, we're going to be talking about The Good Place, Gifted, Oh Man, Big Mouth Season 2, um, Walking Dead... All of the stuff on the CW, like Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, um, as well as some more video games and um, movies. So that's it. I don't have a sign-off for this yet, and we'll see where it goes. But hopefully you enjoyed our recapping of some of the things that we would have talked about on No Applause, Just the Clap, which hopefully should make a return soon. So thank you for listening, and um, I guess, should I do mistakes I made or social contract asshole? I don't know. We'll find out. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter, which are all on our webpage, www.bacnpodcast.com, or just search for us. We come up. Um, I guess thank you for listening is the most earnest way I can end this. So thank you for listening in an earnest way. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.